Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 21. This week is the last week of 2013, and naturally, this means that many of us are starting to look forward to what's in store for next year. I believe that 2014 is going to be a really big year for Royal Caribbean, and there's definitely some things as fans we have to look forward to in the coming months. Let's talk about what's on the radar for Royal Caribbean in 2014 and why this new year will definitely be one to remember. Here we go. Looking forward to 2014, it looks to me like there's a lot in store for this new year in terms of Royal Caribbean changes and just new things in general. By far, the biggest thing coming in 2014 will be Royal Caribbean's newest cruise ship that'll enter service, Quantum of the Seas. Now, Quantum of the Seas is the first new Royal Caribbean cruise ship since Allure of the Seas entered service back in November 2010. So that's almost, it's exactly four years. Quantum of the Seas maiden voyage is currently scheduled for November 2014. So again, four years since our last new ship. Now, when Oasis of the Seas and then Allure of the Seas debuted, Royal Caribbean really rewrote the book on how to announce to the world a brand new cruise ship. Prior to those ships, cruise ship launches were still a big deal, but they didn't quite garner the nationwide attention that the Oasis class did, in my opinion. Since Oasis and Allure, other cruise companies have really played catch-up with launches of their new ships and playing the whole marketing game of trying to vie for the most attention. And really, Norwegian, Disney... And to a somewhat lesser extent, Carnival have all really, they've all launched new cruise ships. And there's now a certain expectation when it comes to a new ship, especially a new class of ships and a certain amount of marketing and promotion behind it. So with Quantum of the Seas, we've seen up till now a slow flow of news since it was first announced. But this year, I really feel like Royal Caribbean will open the faucet of news as we get closer and closer to the ship's launch date. What's exciting about Quantum of the Seas is it's a brand new class of ship, and that really takes a lot of the wow factor from the Oasis class, but it gives us its own spin. Now, what we do know about Quantum of the Seas right now points to a ship that's really going to be turning heads as to what it offers, and it's building on that Royal Caribbean promise of bringing the wow factor to its guests. As I mentioned earlier, there's an expectation about what a successful cruise ship launch should be these days, and I feel that in 2014, we're going to be getting more and more details about this new ship in a way that we've never seen before. I believe 2014 will go down as really the year of quantum when it's all over because of how much attention this new ship will get, both from Royal Caribbean and from the outside media as well. I think anyone listening to this podcast episode should be excited for quantum seas because Royal Caribbean is aiming to make this the ship to be on in the coming year and more. And of course, while we're talking about 2014, I feel obligated, though, to mention that Royal Caribbean Blog has a group cruise coming up on Quantum of the Seas for March 2015. I'll post a link in the show notes for more information, but I promise you this is going to be an amazing opportunity to see this new ship and, of course, hang out together. So, I'm, again, I'm inviting everybody listening to this podcast to join us for it. I know it's not in 2014. <laughs> it's in 2015. But you know what? It's never too early to start planning your trip and reserve your spot because you know this ship is going to fill up immediately. It's just going to sell out very, very quickly. So I'd love to have as many of you join us as possible. Something else to look forward to in 2014 is the revitalization of the Voyager class cruise ships. Now you may know Royal Caribbean has been revitalizing all of its cruise ships and now it's Voyager class's turn. What's unique about Voyager class is not only are we seeing the usual upgrades that other classes have gotten, care of the Oasis class of course, but we're also seeing unique changes just for Voyager class. As an example, first of all, the Voyager class ships are getting more cabins. Now, this is coming at the expense of some public areas, but it's more inventory to choose from, which is always good in terms of getting a new cabin and, of course, prices. Second, Navigator of the Seas, which is the first Voyager class ship to be getting upgrades this year, is getting some really unique updates. First, there's virtual balconies, 
And really, this is a test bed for quantum of the seas, but it'll be the first chance the public's going to have to see these new staterooms and how they're going to function. Now, if you're not familiar with virtual balconies, virtual balconies are 80-inch LED projection screens that stretch from floor to ceiling in inside cabins. They'll offer digital, real-time views of the ocean and destinations visible from the ship's exterior. It's a really cool idea, I think, and I'm really excited to see this for myself. And I really think that a lot of people are going to really love this option. It's really going to change how we view inside cabins, I think. We should mention also, we're not sure that virtual balconies are coming to other Voyager-class ships, but they're definitely coming to Navigator of the Seas. So there's hope, perhaps, that we'll see them also on some of the other Voyager-class ships. Also coming to the Vo- Navigator of the Seas is an upgraded Wi-Fi system known as 802.11ac. This is a networking term. But basically what this means is the networking promises an upgrade of about 40%. So what does this mean? Well, in a recent lab test, the new technology, the 802.11ac, got a whopping 782 megabytes per second receiving and 634 megabytes per second sending. Now, that's a significant upgrade because if you compare it to what Royal Caribbean currently aims for on their 802.11n platform of 200 megabytes per second. So it's quite a bit of a change. And as someone who uses the Wi-Fi on the ship a lot, and I'm sure a lot of you out there agree with me, <laughs> the more bandwidth we can get, the faster speeds we can get, the better. Because don't forget, Royal Caribbean really wants to be able to sell on all their cruise ships the idea of unlimited internet packages. They don't want to sell these per minute things anymore. The reason, guests don't like them. They feel nickel and dime for it. Number two, it's always a problem because, you know, if the thing cuts out, it's like, oh, I lost 10 minutes. You go to guest relations, guest relations has to fix it. It's 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 lose-lose for everybody. Now, Royal Caribbean's been testing unlimited internet packages on Alertisies for at least a year now, if not longer. And that's definitely where they want to go with it. But if they offer unlimited packages everywhere, obviously, unlimited packages require a lot more bandwidth because more people will be using it constantly. So, Royal Caribbean wants to get their internet speeds much better so they guests can be happier with it. They can sell it to everybody. And then people can also do something else that Royal Caribbean wants them to do more of is share their vacation photos socially via social media to friends back home to spread the word. It's one of the best marketing strategies they found. So again, faster internet equals more money for Royal Caribbean in the long run. Now following Navigator of the Seas, the other upgrades coming to the Voyager class ship will be Adventure of the Seas and Voyager of the Seas. Those will both happen in 2014. And Explorer of the Seas will get its upgrades in 2015. So as you can see, there's a lot planned for the Voyager class. I think these are going to be big upgrades and certainly welcome changes for guests. Now, there are other changes as well that have been kind of more common to other ships as well. You know, like a nursery, upgraded TVs, and other facilities like especially restaurants. But there's a lot more, and that will be per ship and the kind of changes there. We'll have more information on that as well on the blog, but something to keep in mind. Now, I should mention that I'll actually be on Navigator of the Seas' first full week cruise after her refurbishment in February, so you can expect a lot of live reports from the ship, including some upcoming podcast episodes previewing that experience. It'll be a lot of fun, and I'm hoping you'll be able to join us, virtually that is, for this cruise. I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, opportunity to check out these new upgrades on the ship and give everybody a preview of what to expect maybe for the other Voyager-class ships, as well as Quantum of the Seas, because again, there's some quantum stuff coming to Navigator first. Now, other reasons to be excited for 2014 is if, well, if you live in Europe, Oasis of the Seas is coming your way. Now, granted, it's a short visit, but it will be the first time an Oasis-class ship has made its way across the pond, and I know a lot of Europeans are very excited to finally get a chance to see the ship on their own. Remember, people outside the United States have had to take a very long and expensive plane flight to be able to cruise on Oasis-class ships, which Royal Caribbean has been heavily promoting for the past four years and more. So now... 
there's a ship significantly closer to home, and this is a big test, I think, of the Oasis class's ship's viability, both financially and practically in Europe. I think everything I've heard has been that the few Oasis class itineraries available have sold well, and that's a good sign for possibly it or another Oasis class ship going to Europe in the near future on a more of a long-term basis. Don't forget, Royal Caribbean is building a third Oasis class ship that's due to enter service in 2016. So there's a lot coming there. And with more ships coming online, there's only so much room in the United States for these ships. And there's a lot of money to be made outside. So if Oasis does well, you can expect perhaps, I, I would think, an Oasis class ship to head over to Europe, at least for maybe even the summer. Because we already know that Anthem of the Seas is going to be there. So it's not really that much of a stretch to have the Oasis class, especially if it does really well. Now, to me, it sounds like 2014 is going to be a great year for Royal Caribbean. And, of course, there'll be plenty of other things happening throughout the year as well. Not nearly as big as these that we mentioned, but Royal Caribbean's always working towards some new changes, right? So definitely stuff to look forward to. And you know what? If you have a Royal Caribbean cruise planned in 2014, why not send me a message with what you have planned and why you're excited about it, and we'll read it on next week's show. Time for some listener feedback where I read some of your emails, tweets, Facebook messages, voicemails. Well, I don't read the voicemails. I just play the voicemails, but you know what I mean. Let's start with an email from Christopher Percy. This week's episode about transatlantic cruises on episode 20 was one of my favorite types of cruising. Ron provided excellent insight on his experience with these cruises, and I will not rehash all of them. In our opinion, the three most important reasons to consider transatlantic cruises are, one, very cost-effective, two, opportunity to relax, you will love it, and three, partake in many onboard activities. My wife and I are big trivia buffs, and the progressive trivia on board with teams make for an excellent opportunity to meet people, have some friendly competition, and of course, the valuable prizes, wink wink, are an incentive to go all out too. Thank you, Christopher, for the email. As always, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think transatlantic cruises are definitely a great way to experience a cruise ship because you have so many sea days. And it's really, and again, cost-effective, absolutely. It's among, usually, usually speaking, it's among the best-priced cruises out there. In fact, these days, it seems like every transatlantic cruise they offer have a unlimited alcohol package associated with them, which is a lot of money, obviously. So... You know, it's a great opportunity to really cruise, especially if you just love being out on sea and just being on the ship. And you really have no excuse for not being able to explore the whole ship during that time because you've got a number of days to do it. And depending on the ship, or the itinerary rather, you may have a lot to see and do, not only on the ship, but also with the islands you're visiting. So, sounds like a great opportunity, and I'm hoping one day I'll be able to check it out for myself. Next email is from Chad. Hi, Matt. Really like the latest podcast, so I owe you two thank yous. First, for making this website and getting me introduced to Royal Caribbean. Second, for posting Royal Caribbean's deal of the week this week. As I explained before, I was set to go to Italy next August on Liberty. Our plans fell through due to our travel companions getting pregnant. So once I saw the crazy good deal in January you posted, I researched and we booked it. So now we have, we went from having nine months till our first Royal Caribbean cruise to three weeks. I have you to thank for that. I wasn't able to get the $189 price because they got snatched up quickly, but I got them for $249, which for five days I think is a great value. We're still going on Liberty, which I'm very happy about because of all of its features. The itinerary is really nice. Set sail, Sea Day, Labadee, Jamaica, Sea Day. After your Labadee podcast, I'm looking forward to seeing your favorite port and getting a virgin Labadoozy. This is my first Royal Caribbean cruise after three Carnival cruises. Really interested to see the difference. Thanks again. Chad, thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate you 
saying all those nice things. And I'm so glad you were able to check out this cruise because it's a great deal, first of all. For those who aren't aware, there was a Liberty of the Seas cruise where I think it was, Chad mentioned, 189 for like an inside cabin which for a five-night cruise, which is just ridiculously cheap. And and I really flirted with the idea, too. I was telling my wife, you know, it's, it's so cheap. Let's do, let's, do, let's do it. But we had that Navigator of the Seas cruise in February, so it was like... Yeah, as much as I really, 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 really want to go on a roller caribbean cruise every month to start 2014, which would be a great way to start the year, we decided to hold off on it. But Chad, I'm very jealous you're going to go on that cruise. I think it's going to be a great cruise, and as you mentioned, it's a great value. So 249, nothing wrong with that. I think you're going to have a great time. You know, it's kind of funny. You go to three weeks, you're like, ah, how am I going to play in just three weeks? You know, I'll tell you one thing. The good thing about only planning in three weeks is that the cruise will come up before you know it, and you'll be there on it. It's a lot more fun than waiting nine months. So there's that. But there's a lot to go through, and hopefully we can help you. If you have any questions, Chad, please email us or post on worldcaribbeanblog.com. We have a great message board community out there who help with questions, comments, and just getting opinions out there. So it's a great resource. I highly encourage you to take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. But good luck. I think you'll have a great time. And, of course, Chad, we want to hear about your experience in Liberty of the Seas, especially since it's your first time. So let me know about that when you get back. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Don't forget, if you have opinions, comments, questions, whatever in your mind about Royal Caribbean, we want to hear about it. So don't forget to send us your comments. You have a number of ways of doing that. First, we're on Twitter. We are at the RCL blog on Twitter. Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can, of course, email us, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com or... You can call the Royal Caribbean Blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. I also want to take an opportunity to wish everybody listening to this podcast, everybody who reads Royal Caribbean Blog, a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Belated Hanukkah, and any other holiday you guys are celebrating. I really appreciate everything you have all done to make 2013 such a great year for Royal Caribbean Blog. And I really think of all of you as my friends, honestly and truly. You all have made this podcast so much more fun for me with the feedback and great words of encouragement that you've all given me. And I just hope that you all have a great new year and 2014 is a better year for all of you. And I'm, I'm here's hoping that I get to meet more of you in this coming year and we're all going to be hopefully enjoying a roller caribbean cruise at least at some point during the year. So thank you all so much and have a great holiday. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg and we'll talk again soon.